Hi, I'm Wendy Mosier, and welcome to Love You, Mom, an Alzheimer's Story. In this episode, we will discuss how we came up with a plan. We took that trip in the last episode out to Bend, Oregon, and COVID hit, and when we got back, we needed to come up with a plan that would work for John and Chris and Mom and I how we were going to take care of mom during COVID. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our new subscribers on YouTube. We hope you're enjoying the videos that we're putting out weekly. We're really having fun making them, going through old photos and sharing. That's That's been really fun and really emotional, but really good. And if you haven't yet followed us we're on instagram at toasted marshmallow adventures one we have a website toasted marshmallow and this episode is brought to you by toasted marshmallow adventures podcast we have a podcast that we put out weekly we generally interview comedians people with cool stories and we'd love it if you would follow us on social media now let's get on with the show I don't remember how soon after we we returned that we started to come up with a plan, but I remember that John was talking about it. I was getting texts asking, you know, when could we visit? When could we come up to McCall? He would ask if I could look at my schedule and see if there was any movement. Could Chris and I figure out a way to be in McCall more? I wasn't sure how we were going to accomplish this. Chris already had an awesome schedule. He worked at a local psych hospital uh, Sunday through Tuesday, 12-hour shifts, and then did Uber and Lyft, DoorDash, and Amazon Flex on his off days. I had and still have my cleaning business that I've been running since 93, and I was super hesitant to change people's cleaning schedule around. Clients can be very set on what day is theirs, and they look forward to their cleaning day. They expect it. They actually plan things around when I'm going to be coming. And they get upset sometimes if the plan changes and they have something already planned, say like people coming, a gathering at their house. So I figured the only way that I could move a large amount of clients would be to tell them the truth about my mom's Alzheimer's. Up until now, I'd pretty much kept the diagnosis under wraps, only telling people that needed to know. I didn't actually want to talk about it. I anticipated that, you know, every house I went, so three to four houses a day, if they were home, they would ask me about my mom because the people that did know were doing that already. And it was a lot. It would keep it uh, in my mind all day, and I'd end up being sad all day. Talking could leave me crying for days. I just didn't want to tell them. So my experience has been that when you tell someone, also, they try and relate that experience to their own experience. You may hear stories about their family members that's gone through something similar, or you might be given advice that you didn't ask for. It's human nature for sure, and I know that I do it too. It's just that I didn't have any space in my brain for that. I didn't have any space in my emotional part of me, my heart. And talking about problems for me makes them too real. I didn't want to tell my clients, and I couldn't think of another way. 
I was working six days a week cleaning houses before the pandemic with usually three to four houses a day to clean. Chris and I planned a couple of visits to Mom and John's, just an overnight to play for the day. I think I was resistant to turning my life upside down, feeling like it was already kind of sketchy with the world in a pandemic upheaval. And I thought about it a lot, uh, like daily. John and I would talk maybe a couple times a week about, you know, is there any movement? Can you do anything? And I would say, I'll really look into it. And I felt resistance, you know, in myself. Uh, it wasn't an easy change for me to make. I, I am a workaholic. I absolutely love cleaning for people. I love uh, the feeling of satisfaction when you're done. I love that people expect me and I can deliver what their expectations are. And so having my own business means a lot to me uh, more than just financially. It kind of fills me up. And so uh, it was something that I was real hesitant to want to change. So I'm not cha sure what changed in my mind or what John said that finally got through to me, but I remember saying that I thought we could swing a weekly trip. I thought we could figure out something. I started really looking at my schedule and realized that six clients still hadn't come back on my schedule after the initial pandemic scare. In March 2020, I had several clients cancel for an undetermined amount of time, but within a month or two, the majority were back on my schedule and I was cleaning their homes weekly or twice a month again. Each house had their own sort of pandemic rules. We no longer talked close to each other but would stand across the room for, from each other to talk. We no longer hugged, but would say, when this is over, we're hugging again, aren't we? I have many, many senior clients, and sometimes I'm the only person they've seen all week. Hugs are important, and I've always enjoyed being sort of a substitute family in some cases for my senior clients. Seniors are my absolute favorite. Some clients that were generally home when I cleaned now were leaving or staying outside when I was there. One I remember would go to work in her car for two hours while I scoured her home. There were six, though, that never contacted me again, and here was my opportunity. I began to really crunch my schedule. Was there any movement? And by that I mean knowing my clients' preferences, could I move them around on the schedule and still keep them satisfied and happy? It goes completely against my personality, but I've learned that if you let people in and tell them what's going on with you, that a positive outcome can be more understanding from them. Was I ready to risk people knowing that my mom had Alzheimer's in order to be able to help her? John would sound really tired when we talked on the phone. Mom was making less sense, and her depression was weighing on them both. Having someone stay in bed a lot of the day crying is painful, and because of COVID, there was nowhere they could go. I was also feeling the effects of COVID in terms of feeling pretty isolated, although, although I was still working. We weren't seeing friends. We weren't teaching body combat at the studio anymore. And I thought about my mom, and I thought about how... I try to live with no regrets. If I didn't change my schedule, would I regret it? If I didn't spend as much time pos as possible with my mom, would I regret it? I knew that if the answer was yes, I'd need to make a change. And I called John. 
Would it work for them if me, Chris, and Duchess drove to McCall every Thursday, returning home every Saturday? And yes, capital Y-E-S, with a lot of exclamation points, was John's answer. Now to talk to Chris. Chris is super easygoing and has been so generous and kind with his time regarding my mom. He's been all in every time I suggest or mention a visit or way we can help, and this time was absolutely no different. I told him how we could kayak and hike in McCall. It wouldn't be as hot there for the summer. McCall is actually two and a half hours north of Nampa and usually 10 to 20 degrees cooler. That sounded great to us. And how we'd, we would hang out with mom as John worked around the house or ran errands. Chris was on board and I sent out texts to my clients saying that because my mom had Alzheimer's and her symptoms were getting worse, that I'd need to be in McCall Thursday through Saturday weekly, going from six days a week of available time to four days. I put four to five houses on each available day. I knew it would be a stretch energy-wise and body-wise. I've been feeling like my body is over the hard work for several years. I'm full of aches and pains. I have arthritis forming in my joints that I've overused. But there was also excitement. Excitement to see my mom much more frequently. Excitement about enjoying a summer together, a full summer. And excitement to be gleaning whatever I could for as long as I could from my mom. My clients were nothing short of amazing. Each one, there was no pushback. Each, each person, each family, each group of people switched to the day and time that I requested. There was no fussing and no pushback at all. And that is so different from like, from regular. It was because I, I said, I told them what we were going through and they, boy, they were amazing. I'm so grateful for the people and the clients that I have. It, they, I don't think they get that as much as they appreciate me, I appreciate them. That meant so much to me. I remember feeling so grateful, grateful to have my clients understand, grateful that I'm more than just a house cleaner to them. They each seem to really care about my situation and understand, at least on some level, and want to be of assistance. And so it began, June 2020. We began going to McCall every week. I remember our first trip up there. We loaded up the car and our dog Duchess and headed out. We weren't exactly sure what was expected of us or how we would help, and we soon learned that those things would change each time as mom changed. Mom was very happy to see us, surprised as we pulled in and started unloading everything. We did not travel lightly, not once. We didn't even attempt to. <laughs> we wanted to make sure that we had things to do just in case there was a lot of downtime, so we had tablets and Chris's ukulele, plus Duchess's full-size bed. I mean, only a diva named Duchess requires her full-size bed to travel. But honestly, if we didn't bring the big one that she slept on nightly, she'd sit in the back of the car panting for a couple of hours. She was very attached to her bed. And in a sad side note, our beloved Duchess passed away a couple of months ago. We haven't told Mom. We prefer that she only knows happy things now. 
Having Duchess's giant bed with us in McCall worked out perfectly. She would know which room was ours based on her bed and snuggle in after a hug and sweet talk from Mom. Coming into the house, Mom was exclaiming how surprised she was, and John mouthed behind her that they'd been talking about our visit. I knew that was true. Mom was no longer tracking things. We had a great visit. John was able to get out to the store to refresh food and any supplies Mom might need, and we hung out. Chris played his ukulele in the morning, and Mom would dance around, smiling and clapping for Chris. He had started to play the ukulele in March, right before the pandemic hit, and had continued his lessons, to this day, actually. He was getting better, and Mom told him, and she thought it was great that at his age, he'd picked up his first ever musical instrument to learn. We talked, we laughed, we walked to the creek, and generally filled time for Mom. Mom and John live on a 2.33-acre parcel in McCall, right on a creek. It's beautiful. It's a wooded area with many birds and animals that either live on the property or frequently travel through. We would make it a point to walk to the creek each day with Mom. She would always point out the rock where they've buried several of their beloved pet friends under large rocks that they've positioned as headstones almost and then turn her head to the left, telling me nearly every time that there was more moss on the rocks this year and how unusual she thought it was. One time she told me that she thought about cleaning the moss off the rocks, but aside from it being too big of a job, she thought it was pretty and she was going to leave it. I agreed. We should leave that moss on those rocks. Over the years, John has made several paths throughout their tiny piece of heaven, including a couple of bridges under the, over the marshlands. We would walk these paths and discuss the flowers. We would talk about the spots where the deer bedded down. We talked about how Mom worried about the deer and threatened to bring them inside during the winter when food was scarce. On one visit, John showed us the little dipper bird, and Mom imitated the bird's, bird's movements. The dipper bird, as I've come to know them, are birds that stick around Mom and John's creek during the winter, as well as summer, and they have a cute little way about them. They will be standing there and then bend their knees, kind of bopping up and down, or dipping. It was so cute when Mom would be a dipper bird, we'd all laugh, or you might notice that you're doing the dipper dance too, because of Mom. And we'd all be standing down there at the entrance to their creek. There were a couple little spots where you could get in easily, and we'd all be doing the dipper dance. We would bring Duchess on our walks, and she was always a topic of conversation. She was a slowpoke at 13 and a half years, and Mom would want to walk behind her, pulling up the rear. I would always try to get Mom sandwiched between Chris and I, though, when we were walking, just in case she was wobbly or got off balance. I wanted one of us to be able to see her and assist. My mom absolutely adored Duchess and would laugh lovingly as Duchess put her little doggy ears back and mustered all of her energy to run down the paths with us. We often wondered out loud if today was the day we'd need to carry Duchess up from the creek, but it wasn't. She always made it back under her own power. (music) 
We had some good eats when we were in McCall, and John would say, you fly, I'll buy, meaning if we drove to get it, John would pay, and Chris would run to go pick it up, usually lunch, but sometimes dinner. John has been saying that phrase since I was a kid, and I especially remember it from when we lived in Novato, California. I don't think I'm exaggerating by saying that at least once a week, John would say, you fly, I'll buy, and usually it was related to our favorite Mexican spot and their chimichangas. I swear they were huge, five bucks a piece and from either a little hole in the wall or a food truck. Definitely not a fancy place, but OMG, were they good. And this theme continued throughout the summer. We had a couple of favorite takeout spots that were terrific all pandemic long. For burritos and other assorted sundries, we'd go to KB Burritos. And then there was Hometown Pizza, where you could get a great salad or a nice sandwich or pizza. Both of them in McCall. We'd swing in on the way to an adventure that included a picnic or bring it home for a nice evening, eating a lot of the summer out on the deck. What I really remember from the first visit is that mom was wanting to serve us. We were company and she always loved hosting people. She was a great host. Did we need anything? Were there enough towels? If you need another blanket, here's where they are. Would you like something to eat or drink? You would answer each question several times. It was like such a great thing about my mom, such a focus in her life. Was everyone else okay? And if we were, then she was. She just wanted us to be happy, and what she didn't realize was that we were there to make sure she was happy. The visit went really well, and I remember feeling like, heck yeah, we can do this. And then, just as we were leaving, I made a crucial mistake. It was so hard to tell when mom was tracking as she normally would, or if she was tracking as someone with Alzheimer's. You're looking at your mom, and she looks like the same person. She smiles and laughs, laughs like the same person. She has the same mannerisms and same way of speaking. But there's a possibility that you're talking to the Alzheimer's. It really seems at times to have a mind of its own, and it takes over whenever the hell it wants to. So mom might be speaking completely normally at this time anyway, and then the Alzheimer's would kick in and she would be completely confused. At this time, though, she was still able to have a conversation, but that loop would kick in, and it was so difficult to get her out of it. I remember telling her that we'd be back in a week, because that was the start of our plan. Chris and I would be in McCall every week now until we were no longer needed. Nobody knew how long that would be. For some reason, I had spring in mind as an end date, but at this point, the summer of 2020, there was no way we could anticipate that with COVID, so many things had changed. We heard horror stories on the news about people in nursing homes. People weren't able to visit their loved ones, and that really terrified us. There's no bleeping way that we were going to put my mom somewhere knowing that we couldn't visit her. It just wasn't going to happen. That would be hell for all of us. We heard people talking about standing outside of windows of their person or people that were in nursing homes and just looking at them. It made my stomach sick to think of this. So there we were, and I had just answered a question from Mom incorrectly. An hour or two before we would be leaving and heading back to Nampa on Saturday, after our first visit to help in McCall, Mom was sad we were leaving. 
like lip-out, pouting kind of sad. This was not something I'd really seen before. My mom has always made it clear that she loved having me around, but understood that I had a life and that she wants me to live it. I've actually kind of bragged and been proud of my mom over the years that she never made me feel guilty, never pulled a guilt trap on me about my time and where I wanted to spend it. My dad's side of the family really pulled at you emotionally, and there could be guilt trips. My mom experienced this, and I think she didn't want to be that person in any way. Definitely didn't want to do that to me. But now I was seeing it, and I was feeling terrible about leaving, although that was the plan. Feeling bad, I told mom that we'd be back in a week. That was our plan. She asked why. Why would we be coming back in a week? She knew from the past that this wasn't a usual occurrence for us, and to be in McCall with them two weeks in a row, that was unusual. And here's where I made my mistake. I told the truth, because I always tell the truth with my mom. I may not come out with it, but if asked about anything, I will not lie. Like when I smoked and I wanted to tell my mom, I just didn't clean up like so many smokers do. I didn't wash my hands, put gum in, or brush my teeth. I let myself be around her stinky, and when she asked, I admitted it. Yes, I smoked. It sucked, but it was honest, and she still loved me, so all good. And this time was no different. When she asked, why were we coming back, I said, to help take care of you. And that was the wrong answer. I should have known. I should have thought it through in more detail, but I'm the kid, and I was telling my mom the truth. Backfire, big time. She got upset. She definitely did not want me taking the time out of my life to, quote, help her with whatever I thought she needed help with. She wasn't mad. She was sad. Me saying that we're coming to help her made her feel less than. She did not want her daughter, her only daughter, assisting her. She wanted me to live my life happily. That last hour before we left, I remember going around and around and around and around with her, her asking questions to try to clarify what I'd meant and me feeling like I was digging myself a bigger hole to attempt to get out of. I'm not good at lying to my mom. I definitely think I was better as a teenager. As a teenager, before life and reality kick in and you still feel invincible. But now, here I was, 50 years old, trying to figure out how to make this right. She didn't need help. She didn't want my help. She wanted me to come to have fun, but not see it as taking care of her. I remember saying to Chris, wow, I effed that up. We said our goodbyes and see you laters with hugs and kisses to mom and a real heartfelt thank you from John. On the way home, or after we'd returned, we received a text from John saying that in the future, we should refer to our visit as a way for Chris and I to have fun. My mom could not accept that we were coming to help, but if she thought that Chris and I were coming up to McCall to have fun and do activities that we loved, she would be for it. And from this moment on, that was our answer. We were coming to McCall to enjoy ourselves, to paddle, to hike to bike ride and have fun picnics. We would tell her that because of the pandemic, our outdoor areas in Nampa were really packed, and McCall, being a much smaller town and not as easily accessible, was more fun for us. And if she thought that we were on vacation or there to have fun, she was all in. 
That's the kind of mom she's always been. I love her. God, I love her. We had an amazing summer with mom. There were glitches and difficult times, but we had many picnics, kayak trips, hikes, and one time we even floated in M&J's Creek. These are memories forever. You can't take them away from me, and for that I am grateful. Thank you so much for listening to episode number five of Love You, Mom, an Alzheimer's Story. In the next episode coming out next week, we will dive into our summer with Mom. It was absolutely amazing and hard and beautiful and a struggle, and I'm so glad we did it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all of the positive messages on YouTube and texts that have come in, and we're just so grateful. Thank you so much for following and listening and being there with us as we take you through the story of Love You, Mom, and Alzheimer's Story.